Hey, Luke. What's up, Tilly? What's the difference between a pregnant woman and a light bulb? I don't know. You can unscrew a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> On this very special two-year anniversary of Another Digital Citizen, we're going to talk about News of the Week, Hell in the Cell Prediction, Flatliners, the final episode of the guest book, and what church, Luke? Church of the Most High Goddess. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Welcome, woohoo, to a woohoo two-year woohoo anniversary, woohoo of woohoo another digital system. Episode two hundred four means that we've done this for two years now, Tilly. Hey, oh, isn't it one hundred and four? What did I say? Two hundred and four. Oh. But it's okay, it's because it's two yeah. years. Two, 204, 104, who cares? Yeah, what's the uh, difference? Woohoo! We've oh. made it two years. Yeah. Uh, just the two of us today. Uh, no Luke. So Let's how, have a dig around and how... see if we can find him. Nah, he's probably not here. Are you here? I am here. Hello, Fro. Hey. Hello. Hello, Tilly. What? Hello, everybody. What? <laughs> what? You here? I am here. I was waiting for my intro. My intro bit. <laughs> Uh, congratulations with uh, two years. Yeah, it seems like it's flown by these last two years for me. Like, uh, congratulations with holding up with me for two fucking years. <laughs> we've all had our, our moments, I'm sure. Uh, yes, we have. <laughs> like, like last episode. Uh, how long did it take to, uh, edit the last show? Oh, right. Um, there were a lot of edits. Six hours? I think there were, I like, um, I was working on it while I was doing other things, and then I was writing down the edits in, a, on my sheet. I think there was like 20 edits or something in the last show. Oh, Jesus. Which is a lot, comparatively to what we usually do. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> edit this a little. Hey, let's start uh, with the most uh, hurtful um, news of the week. Let's start with uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, let's get this out of the way. Uh, what happened in Las Vegas this week, Look. Uh, right. Mass shooting in Las Vegas. Um, 
at a uh, from a hotel onto a concert, a country music concert, 59 uh, dead so far is what they're reporting as of yesterday, I guess, and over 500, 500 plus, almost 550, it sounds like, injured, so, um, that, those injured, some of them could, uh, could pass away in the hospital, but we will see, as of right now, I think 60 is probably around the number we're seeing, uh, this guy, they do not seem to know why it happened, this was not a terrorist attack, this was not seemingly politically motivated that anybody could find like a reason um of political yeah, motivation think... have you found anything on that isis claimed that they were behind it but then it sure. turned out that they're not yeah they've just claimed it because they'll claim anything as one of my friends said you could stand on a lego brick in bare feet and isis would claim it was them mm. um this guy's brother was saying Something about he's hoping to God that they find a big tumor in his head or something, because right. this isn't mm. in his character sort of thing. It's not. He's not that kind of guy. Well, he clearly is because he's just done this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when you're in that situation as a family member, you're going to rationalize things. But I think I've seen two interviews with that guy. I posted one little clip of it up on our Facebook page if everybody wants to go check that out. But he's been pretty uh, – the brother has been pretty candid about everything open to the press. And in the two interviews I've seen with him, um, he hasn't really been hiding anything. Like he hasn't – there's not a lot of lawyer speak like you would see sometimes, like where the lawyer is telling him exactly what to say. Um, and they're just as confused as anybody else. Uh this guy had, I believe, what I saw, 16 guns in the hotel room with him of all different mm. sizes and uh, types. Um, and he, uh, the last thing that I saw that was kind of the most recent update is that he had cameras in multiple places around this hotel room, including outside in the hallway on like a, uh, a, like a food cart um, hidden so that he could see when the police were coming up the hallway. So he had this whole thing. This was definitely premeditated. This is not a, yeah. this guy snapped and then all of a sudden decided to shoot some people. This was, he had planned oh, this. Oh, this so, was planned. Yeah. And straight into a country music festival as well. And he um, dispatched himself rather than doing the death by cop. Right. I Hence get... why, apparently, why he got the cameras out there so that he could do it himself rather than letting them come in and finish sure. him off. Uh, they, he did fight, as I'm to understand, he did go against them for a minute because he shot through the door at security, uh, the hotel security before the cops showed up. So he did, mm. it, like, he fought, uh, against them for a minute at least. And then the report is that he killed himself, but, uh, we'll see where that goes. Sometimes those things change after the fact, so. Yeah. Um, they used explosives mm. to get into the room as well, didn't they? So it's sort of one of them. That could have had him. He could have shot himself. It could have been the police. We don't. They're still not releasing everything because they probably don't know everything yet. Right. This guy was sick in his 60s. I think he was 63. Uh, 63 year old male, which is out of like the regular age spectrum that you would see for U.S. mass, like uh, these kind of mass shootings, which have become far too um, common at this point. The reason this yeah. one was such a big deal is this was the most uh the largest number of people killed in a mass shooting in recent history uh which mm. means not including 
the U.S. government murdering Indians. Um, yeah. But the the whole thing about this is this guy was not a college-age white kid, which is the normal standard, right. um, standard profile uh, yeah, of profile. somebody who's going to do this. Uh, yeah. I think it's interesting to think about that. Uh, this isn't somebody who was like, oh, his hormones were running wild and he was felt outed by the system or whatever. This guy was rich. He had tons yeah. of money. He um, seemingly did... Uh, they say he may have had debts, but nobody's been able to find any evidence of that because he was a gambler. But he gambled for a living, apparently, and did very well at it. Um, and he doesn't seem to have been, um, you know, an extremist to anything either. It's not like he was an extremist Christian or an extremist Muslim or anything like that. He just well, other seems than to that, be ISIS, a guy. ISIS have, have said that he converted, but how much can we trust? trust isis in this case right. we, we yeah we i don't really believe now. isis <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i don't believe a word they say in past attacks that they've claimed and then we're kind of like uh i don't know if that's 100 percent true uh we in this one we also just don't know if that's 100 percent true um and do you think this will have any impact on gun laws at all no no the rest of the world is just shouting at america Sure. Like, guys, come I, on. I, I think I saw it put best by somebody. Uh, we had Newtown where all these children were murdered. Um, and that didn't get the Americans to change our gun laws. Yeah, no. So this is like a step down from that. And like I said earlier, it's become so commonplace that it has to be this huge number for anybody to even talk about it. Because these things happen mm -hmm. like every day in America. Um, yeah. And too often... Right. It's just it's so crazy. I don't know if you guys watched the Jim Jeffries show, but he did a good piece um, on last week's show about he went came over to the UK because he was um, doing the statistics of gun crime and, you know, cops being shot by people and people being shot by cops and stuff and how it doesn't happen here because we don't have guns. I mean, you can, there's certain people, if you go out hunting, you can have a shotgun or whatever, but you have to have a license, you have to have it kept in a certain place, you're kind of, you know you're being watched, you know if somebody's shot by a shotgun in your area, you've got the police on your door, because you're the only one with one, if you know right. what I mean. And I mean, it just all... doesn't happen, the police get attacked with knives and things, but you don't get anything like this. Right. I mean, um, the thing about America, like we've said in the past, there's just so many guns that even if you outlawed guns, you, you can't sit there and take away people. Like, here's the thing. If if all of a sudden uh, the government said we're going to start taking away people's guns, which is not going to happen under a Trump administration, <laughs> I can guarantee you. No, yeah, definitely not. Um, never, 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 never. There's a chance just that action could start a civil war in this country at this point. Uh, yeah. Of trying to take... Like, and you're not only... Not only that, if that was to happen, you're giving the right-wing... Uh, kind of conspiracy theorists who have been saying, oh, they're coming for our guns all these years, you're giving them exactly what they want. Because then, yeah, uh, not only that, then you create this black market of underground gun trade, and it doesn't help because there's already so many guns here. Um, I suppose you just fill the prison systems up even more than they already right. are. The no. only way to do Chock this full. and make it work is over time. Regulation, I totally for gun regulation. There's needs to be better background checks, uh, especially for people 
who have a history of mental illness. This guy didn't, but apparently his father did. So uh, he had a history of it in his family. Um, which I don't know if that would count uh, in a background check. But I mean, those these are things that need to be done. And then over time, with uh, regulation, there will less guns will be being sold because if regulations are tighter and it would take years, but then there will be less guns. And over time, then you can kind of whittle it down to, um, you know, just having hunting rifles like you guys do. Uh, yeah. But that is, I'm talking 10, 20 years it would take to do that kind of thing and, and have it work. It would be good to get a start going, though. <laughs> sure. Um, the quicker you start, the quicker it will. But every four years we get a new president and that it can automatically turn it around. Like, it, say the next president starts it, then we get another Donald Trump or whatever right after that. We get yeah. a Ted Cruz in there. He's going to turn it around. And so, yeah, it's like um, there's just almost no way to deal with it at this point. Um Unless, uh, unless there was a complete takeover of the government or something like that, and then they just took everybody's guns. But then, like I said, you're going to start a civil war. And, yeah, speaking of civil war, let's go to the next story. Is this Catalonia? Yeah, uh, what about Catalonia there, Billy? Crazy craziness. Um, the people of Catalonia wanted to vote on whether they could separate themselves from Spain, like mainland Spain. They have their own mm. language and everything anyway, um, and they don't want to be part of Spain anymore. Um, right. or they want, well, they wanted to do a poll on it. So they set up voting polling stations and things, and the, is it the Civil Garda from um, Spain came in and shut yeah, all the polling stations in. down? And these guys, you know, they're heavily armed. When I was in Spain, I went past the station, and you, do, you don't mess with these guys. They're the ones with the machine guns and stuff. Um, went in to seize all of the ballot boxes, closed down the polling stations, and while they were there, they were also very violent to the people that wanted to vote. There was lots of mm. videos everywhere of people with their hands up in the surrender position with huge crowds behind them so it's not like they could disappear backwards right. and as soon as one policeman started hitting people with his baton the rest of them started there were old women elderly men i saw them throw an old woman down, down the stairs of a polling place uh they threw they threw her down the stairs it was yep. uh ridiculous the, these were not the woman local being dragged police. out by her hair as they well. were the like Tilly said, they were the Spanish police, and they were shipped in to deal with this, because uh, this, because Spain does not want this referendum to go through. Uh, no, it was an illegal vote, apparently. So yeah, but they they brought in ninety-two percent of them that, or right. just under ninety percent of those who voted backed the independence, which says a lot. Although uh, then. It, the people it's that didn't hard like to it say probably it. wouldn't have voted. It's kind of hard to say how much that yeah how much that counts because of the chaos during the voting period. Uh, yeah. Only well, the most hardcore of people are going to go out there and vote. So because they're most people are going to be afraid to even go out and vote. Uh, because and of if the they don't believe action. in the vote, they were protesting the vote, and they were out because um, there was a lot of protests of people in Catalonia that consider themselves Spanish. And we're saying, you know, that they want a unified Spain. This it screams of Ireland to me. Yeah. But uh, the fact that the the police, the 
Spanish police have gone in and shut it down in such a violent way. I mean, they could have just let them have the poll and say, all right, well, that still doesn't really count for anything. We're still not letting you have an official vote. So you No, they wanted to make an example, it seems like. They were like, shut this down. We're sending in armed police with riot gear and throwing people around. Uh, These riot police were being staged inside of um, cruise liners, like uh, ships. Like they were being... they were taking over whole ships and filling them with police so that they had places to stay and they were where they were staging them from. Uh, and the, the Spanish government was shutting down access to certain websites to avoid, uh, the pro or the, the voters being able to, uh, figure out where they were supposed to go and things like that. They were using internet type war, uh, Julia Assange, called them out on that this whole thing this is probably the biggest story to me this week uh the vegas shooting is big but as far as considering how many mass shootings we have in america all the time this uh spain story is probably the biggest the biggest thing to me this week because you have a government shutting down voting with violent means that's Mm. that's scary stuff pure repression and you know, it was only a few months ago that there was the terrorist attack in Barcelona, which is in Catalonia, where everybody was all supportive. Spain were very supportive of Catalonia. Right. Um, you know, it was all all lovely. But now the Catalonian people are saying, well, we don't want to be part of Spain anymore. We don't think it's beneficial to us anymore. They want the EU to come in and um, try and deal with the negotiations between them. But Spain just going, nope, nope. Nope, you're as you are part of us. You are as you're not allowed anything that you try and do. We're just going to shut you down, and um, it's ugh, it's despicable. Yeah, no, it is despicable, and it's. I wonder if it's also kind of. A, I, I don't I, like. I I I agree to a certain point that this is the biggest news this week because what I see here is a is a tendency from. Uh, the higher power to not accept what uh, real people want. Yeah, that's the that's what the story is more or less about. Yeah, and when they feel their power slipping, they're totally willing to send people out to bust some heads if they feel mm-hmm. their power slipping. Is what it is. Yeah, I'm reading right here uh, today from NBC News: Catalonian leader to declare independence from Spain within days. So this is. Continuing story, we'll probably cover it some of it next week. So, uh, Tilly, when when uh, the clock uh, went over uh, the doomsday day, were you happy? Were you relieved? Well, it was my mum's birthday, so I was kind of happy yeah. it didn't happen then because that would have, you know, it would have made a birthday memorable, I guess, to all the people that died. <laughs> <laughs> memorable, right? Yeah. <laughs> memorable, uh, yeah. But yeah, okay. I mean, how many more of these doomsday dates are we gonna get? They happen uh, all the time. What I mean, about what about one more? Just just Let's... one. What about when that yeah. one doesn't work? But yeah, we've been um, uh, postponed, haven't we? Yeah. Sorry, we couldn't it's... get there today. We got a card through the door. This is your doomsday. Um, we're gonna have to come and deliver it another day. One of the four horsemen left his oven on, so they had to turn around. <laughs> They'll be back. Apparently, according to this article, on October 15th, so. Oh, so not long. We, oh, they could at least let us have Halloween first. 
I mean, I just bought decorations. <laughs> but yeah, this is from the Houston Chronicle. Doomsday Conspiracies Rescheduled. I, I, I love how they just rescheduled the yeah. apocalyptic. Yeah. And how the guy that called it has said um, that, you know, this, this was going to, I knew this was going to happen anyway. I knew it wasn't going to end there. But yeah, on the, uh, the middle of October, um, is this where the, the planet's supposed to be? Uh, the planet Nibiru is supposed to be clashing with Earth. To, uh, that's, um, there's like a whole bunch of different theories, but it, that was one not one really me and Fro, Fro talked about. But it is like okay. one of the theories that, that people have like combined with these other theories about September 23rd when we did that as a main topic, mm. uh, which was supposed to be the beginning of what the tribulation. So I guess October 15th is what he's saying is <clears throat> that was the beginning of tribulation and October 15th is the beginning of the end times. So Yeah, the, the seven years of devastation, which to be fair... Given everything that's going on in the world, there is a lot of turmoil, but there has been all throughout <laughs> historical ages. Oh. And the world hasn't ended yet, so touch wood, right. we don't have to mm -hmm. listen to this guy. So just as I said that, a giant spider appeared right next to me. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> One interesting thing about this is... Made me jump. Sorry. Uh, usually when somebody is making a doomsday prediction, they'll make it you know, a year or two away or three years away so that they, yeah, no. if they're trying to sell something on this, but this is like this month so. in 10 days, whatever. So and this yeah. guy sounds like he's trying to rush people to buy his book. It might have something says, to do with it. Um, Mead, the guy that's been there saying all this says, hold on and watch, wait until the middle of October. And I don't believe you'll be disappointed. Mead wrote before going on to promote his book, <laughs> which he claims has all the details. He then says, uh, You don't have long to read it, he added. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, buy this guy's book because he's going to tell you uh, exactly when we're going to die and then backtrack it and put it off for a right. few weeks and then tell us again. Probably bring out another book, maybe a DVD. We'll see. It's, it's sad though. Yeah, I, I just I feel sad for people like that. It's that the end thing. of the world as we know as it. We know it. <laughs> hey, uh, here in uh, our neighbor country of uh, Sweden, we had this neo-Nazi uh, rally, uh, and uh, it led to injuries and arrests. Uh, at least fifty people were detained Saturday during a far-right demonstration in Gothenburg, Sweden's second-largest country, uh, city, I mean, country, yeah. <laughs> uh, that left uh, police officers and several alter in injured, according to police reports. And 50 uh, out of 600. Is... Yeah. Quite a, I don't know if that's quite a that's big percentage much. or... Yeah. The Nordic Res Resistant Movement, NRM, was this neo-Nazi group. Never heard about them. Fortunately, I haven't. Right. Never ever heard about them. Apparently Sorry, they have was... growing influence in Norway, though, is what this article says. So. Mm. Careful, Fro. 
But yeah, basically they wanted to protest on, well, they were protesting on Yom Kippur, which is a Jewish holy day. Um, but they wanted to go past a synagogue and lots of people protested and said, no, you can't allow that to happen. So they've stopped them before the synagogue, but people tried to carry on and do the original route, which is, I think, when the police got involved. But why are people... I know, like, freedom of speech and all the rest of it, but if it's hate speech, surely you shouldn't be allowed to speak it. That's the problem with freedom of uh, speech, Dylan. Uh, I think we should just put a little, to. like, asterisk at the end of it. If you're freedom not of speech, jerk, unless you're, you're hating, not... unless it's hate speech. Hate speech is not free. It's... Uh, there, that, that, uh, the thing is, you're not defining hate speech, because... Uh, as soon as they're saying, "Oh, let's murder these people," that I consider, I, I would say the same thing. But if you're saying, if you're, if you just say hate speech, then somebody who's hating on, say, a government uh, or a government official, then they could say it's hate speech against the government official, and then stop your protest. See what I mean? Right. So yeah. you got to define what it is. As soon as a protest says. We're here to murder you. Like then, okay, yeah, maybe you should shut this protest down. But before they say that, it should be free speech, in my opinion. So, yeah. But then we have this local politician in Norway that's get uh, that also talked a little like about this local politician hits out of Norwegian police over not say much. Uh, we talked about this not say much. Some Twice. weeks ago. Yeah, we've talked yeah. about it a couple times at this point. Yeah. All these marching Nazis. Uh, uh, City Council Representative Trun uh, Blatterman has called police management of the demonstration by the neo Nazis in the uh, town of Kristiansand of the 29th of July uh, this year useless. Uh, leadership at, at uh, Agder Police Department. Uh, attended a meeting of local leaders in the town earlier this week to explain how they did not intervene during the March reports Federlandsven newspaper and this uh, local uh, Polish uh, uh, who son was killed during the 22nd of July uh, he said uh, according to to Pedro Lansven, I lived with you. Your officially legal terminology and excuses for what you did. I think it's shameful. Said according to the report. So, right, and this is the NRM. So this is the same group it's in same Norway group. that. Uh, was yeah. happening in Sweden, and l like Fro said, this guy's, this politician's son was killed uh, by the white supremacist uh, Anders Breivik in what was, I guess, the biggest terrorist attack ever in Norway, right? So, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and this was the march, the neo-Nazi march that afterwards they wanted to do a, a counter protest like the next week, and the police wouldn't allow it. Uh, but this guy's mad because the during the neo-Nazi march, there was some violence and the police stood down and did nothing. So that's what this right. whole thing's really about. Um, so this neo-Nazi thing is kind of all over the place in Europe and America. It's not just an American thing. So, yeah. 
but yeah, they uh, seem to be growing. I think as um, ISIS and things and attacks like that keep happening, it does spur on these kind of groups, and it sort of pushes people to be radicalised a bit, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, definitely. And this guy, he said something that's... Well, he said it better than I said it a minute ago. He said, this was a demonstration of aggression, not free expression, and was exclusively mm. intended to create fear in society. You refuse to stop it. We will damn well not accept it anymore. I can, I like this guy. I think this, is, this I, guy's I my new like... best one. <laughs> I like a <laughs> politician, new... guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's your new, new, new friend. Yeah. In other Norwegian Norwegian news, Norwegian Christian Democrats quit uh, government negotiation. We talked a little about it when we did the election thing with Norway. Uh, the Christian Democrat Party will not uh, longer participate in uh, mutual discussions with uh, Norway's other conservative uh, parties over the new government after declining to support the populist. Uh, progress party and uh, the it says that the christian democrats made an announcement after confirming that they would neither support or be a part of a coalition involving the national progress party a coalition yeah. partner since 2013 so does this mean that the party that's in power now doesn't really have its full power that it had well, it has right. less of a majority than it, it did. It has yeah. less. But it, 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 uh, the Christian party doesn't want to throw them away, but they are not, they're not saying we support you either. Right, okay. Right? So I get you. That's how, how, how they do it. Good old politics, um, always straightforward, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I like, I like your queen. I, I like really my like... queen. She doesn't do yeah. much, but when she's annoyed at something, I like that because, the people around uh, her let people know. It kind of has to do with working with partners that you're not happy to work with. Can you go through this? What happened to you with your queen this week? Basically, it's come out that um, Buckingham Palace as a whole um, were completely infuriated that Theresa May misled the queen about the progress of negotiations with the DUP. She told mm -hmm. the Queen and Buckingham Palace, the, the royals generally, that um, they'd got the deal all nailed down with the DUP and then it took 17 days before the deal was finalised. Right. Um, she also, because of this, I believe it was because of this, uh, Royal Ascot was postponed a bit. The opening of that was um, made late and that's a big, big deal for the royal family because we still mm -hmm. you know there's not many royal events really that happen but ascot's a massive one mm -hmm. and yeah basically theresa may's been caught lying to the queen which you do not do yeah. you don't you know you, you're a politician and yes you lie but you do not lie to the queen the queen is the one that the prime minister has to go and talk to just to double check that she's okay with whatever you're doing she's still the, the ruler of the country even though the government's actually in charge, if that makes sense. The Queen can say no. And they sort of have to listen to it because 
you know, we love our Queenie. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be like if when somebody else takes over, when uh, the Queen steps down or passes away. But for right now, our Liz, she ain't, she ain't having no lying to her. And the other thing she was mad about, apparently, uh, when May announced it, May announced it, she said, I've formed a government, not the Queen has asked me to form a government. So yeah. she was overstepping her bounds, I guess, which, and I don't know. disrespectful, very much so. This this quote from, um, I think this was from Sir Christopher Gate, G-E-I-D-T, however you pronounce that. He said, it's certainly true the palace was being given a greater sense of certainty about the deal than was accurate, because the truth is that the DUP buggered Mrs. May about longer than she thought. <laughs> I just love that he said they, they buggered her about. Mm, that's funny. <laughs> Very funny, <laughs> especially considering what buggering means. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely look for uh, UK election news coming soon to, to, this, to this show, because... Yeah. All over the news, um, but stuff about Jeremy Corbyn and stuff about Theresa May and their policies. Yep, so yep, yep. we're getting close to another election. So, Woo-hoo! happy day, oh happy day! Hey, Elon Musk says that his next spaceship will take you to the moon and Mars, and from New York to London in twenty nine minutes. Get your sick bags ready. I would have just rounded it up to 30 to like yeah. what I did. 29, 29 minutes. You got that one yeah, extra it's that really minute. Specific. Yeah. It it's is. Really specific. That is huge, though, if that's true. If you could go New York to London in 29 minutes, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. quicker than my house to London. Right. <laughs> and like a high speed train. <laughs> that's right. why it's just up and then down again, isn't it? It's just down in a different. I guess position. he's put. Six billion dollars in this in the last year, I think is what I read, and they're planning by twenty twenty four to put somebody on Mars. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and they they there's a whole bunch they want to do off this planet, which I think we've discussed it before. Why we we've already can we not fix this planet first? Not that there's I don't nah, know if we actually can fix it. Or we're just gonna late. go off and be a some kind of evil germ on other planets and ruin yeah, those planets I mean, too. You would guess the whole idea here would be to mine for things on Mars, but maybe... I, I, who knows? Who knows what his intentions really are, but uh, he definitely has his sights set on making this happen, so... Uh, you never know. He might just be building a big cage on the moon for all the paedophiles and extremists. Uh, Put them up there. Maybe. <laughs> a cage on the moon. Yeah, you just catapult them up there, and then the moon's gravity will suck them on, and then they'll be stuck. <laughs> That's what I do take... anyway with my scientific yeah. brain. <laughs> and now Tron is going to tell the truth about little, about a lot. This is Tron, but Tron tells the truth. This time I'm going to talk to you Americans, and I'm going to ask you, both from the left to the right, do you really read news? And... Do you really read news from everywhere else in the world? Every time I see news on CNN or Fox or if you can call Fox News, I don't. Nobody else with the right mind doesn't. But every time it's all about you. What about you? You, you and you. 
do you really see news from other places in the world? Cases from other angles? Do you think when you make trade deals and discuss trade deals that maybe you can hurt somebody else? Or do you really fucking care about anyone else than yourself? I always find it to listen to American debates because you can never take up in a serious issue without hurting anybody. Because you cannot even discuss things today without hurting anybody. If you discuss the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, or you hurt the soldiers. If you talk about racism, oh, then you take the race card. If you talk about poverty, oh, you, you, you're starting a class war. If you criticize the United States, you hate the United States. If you discuss Israel, you're anti-Israel or anti-Semite. So, two things come to matter. Is, do you watch news from other parts of the world? And what object things are you really want to discuss? Because today, we don't have a political debate whatsoever. We don't debate anything. We, don't, we just talk about who is the biggest patriot, who waves the flag the most, who can scream loudest, there they are. They are the biggest patriots, or we love America this and love a fucking America that. And I don't say one thing. I don't care anymore. There's one thing that happened in the news recently that I think is very interesting. Whenever it happens something serious in one part of the world, your fucking president must say something stupid to, to make all the news about him. Now you have seen the news from your days. There happening things in Barcelona. So please don't drop. Don't say anything about Barcelona. Don't say anything about France. Don't comment on things in Scandinavia. Don't comment on any elections in Europe whatsoever. Because we want elections and issues in Europe to be about the issues of Europe. Not whether you and anyone else in the American people mean that ha this can have an impact on the United States. Or you have to mean something about who, how far we are to the left or right or anything bullshit you can pull out your assholes. So, this was a lot of bullshit, all mixed together. But, this is one of these days. And, you know, I have many of these days sometimes. This was Tron, where Tron tells the truth. Hey, we have a Facebook uh, page. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. And this week, actually, I had to add somebody that was asking and requesting be a member of the group so that was super cool yay new friends yeah he even even uh said something on the page so that was cool right um uh, we have an email address it's another digital citizen at gmail.com another digital citizen at gmail.com or as tilly says it another digital citizen at gmail.com have we gotten any emails? Uh, no emails this week, it looks like. Okay, that's because Jeremy is training to write his email in Norwegian, because that's the thing, <laughs> Jeremy. Right. Jeremy, yeah. I hope you listened to the last show, because I said it on the last show, if if you don't write the e your email in Norwegian, I'm not sure we can read it. So, you have to do that. By the way, that's just for Jeremy, no, no, nobody else. Yeah, otherwise oh. we, we won't be able to read it. 
Right. Holy fucking god. Uh, there's been a lot on TV this week. That's my yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to begin. Uh, Survivor started the new season uh, mm-hmm. with with three tribes this time. And one of the worst players I ever seen in my entire life that was so paranoid that he almost destroyed himself. Mm-hmm. I've never seen such a paranoid man in my entire life. After one day, he was paranoid, Dylan. He was really? so paranoid. Yeah, he was asking people to strip down so they proven that he they didn't have an immunity idol. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty kidding. ridiculous. Yeah. It, they, they're, they're pretty standard starting with the three uh, three tribes lately. I think that's mm-hmm. like a thing they've been doing uh, pretty, I don't know, in the last ten, uh, five years, I guess I should say. They've been yeah. doing the three tribes at the beginning. which Because when they do the two tribes, it's become too formulaic when, uh, when they know they're going to um, merge. So you having three tribes, it makes it a little less uh, ob- obvious to the players, which I like. I, I think that's good. But uh, so far, uh, I think the season's going to be all right. But I, it, yeah. nothing. There hasn't been anybody stand out that's like, oh, this guy's amazing. Oh. But the one thing I do like about this season, there's no returnees, which yeah, I'm like happy that. happy about that. So yeah, me too. So that's good. Uh, what else have we watched this week? We have uh, watched the first uh, episode of The Gifted that I was really, really looking forward to. The sci-fi show uh, in the X-Men universe. And it was fucking amazing. Uh, I I think it's probably going to come high up on my list of shows of this year and saying a lot but i like that kind of tv shows and luke doesn't care at all but uh i i i like that kind of tv show uh but there was this other thing i've uh, uh can can't you tell me a little about your tv while while i'm finding it out Tilly? what have you seen this week wow i forgot I... one thing as you said, there was loads and loads on TV finally. Everything started back up again. We've got new Family Guy, new Bob's Burgers, yeah. new mm-hmm. Simpsons. Uh, Rick and Morty's continuing on, but this one was sort of a Rick and Beth episode. Yeah, good. Unlike Survivor, Hell's Kitchen's returned, and all of them are returnees. So they're all people yes. who have been on it before. That's um, going to that. be interesting. And, um, oh yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's come back. Um, Another thing that I've been watching that isn't new but is really good is on UK TV and it's called Forbidden History. And there's an episode that kind of goes with our main topic for today. It's season Mm. two, episode four, called The Oracles, who are the women that were in Egypt and other places that had big temples that you go all the way down like well essentially you go down into the afterworld and you have to cross the river sticks and you have to go with a boatman takes you across the river sticks and you see this right. oracle who's a woman that's in a trance who talks to the gods and goddesses and sort of tells you things right that was really interested interesting and there's like i mean there's like four series of it 
not all about the same. Each one's about different things. And he goes through lots of conspiracy theories. It pretty much covers a lot of things that we've covered from like ancient giants to um, Nazis and, you know, is Hitler alive or is he, was he, did he die when they say he did or did he go off to Argentina? Um, well, there was loads of them. So I've been kind of binge watching that a bit and sort of having my history fix, even though it's conspiracy history. There's loads of stuff on the Vatican and Mary Magdalene and things. Very cool. Cool. I found uh, what I was uh, thinking about. It's uh, Marvel's Inhumans was the first episode this week. (laughs) 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 Oh, what a shittish, shittish, shittish show. It is... It is uh, like uh, uh, I have a review here on what I was looking for uh, from Variety.com. Uh, Remember how critics laid into uh, Iron Fist a few months ago? The showrunner that unsaw, uh, unloved program Scott Buck moved over to Marvel's Inhumans. Somehow he's undone himself. Iron Fist. Looks like Citizen Kane next to this slabbered together incoherent cheap looking mess. Wow. <laughs> Do not spend any of your limit time on this planet watches watch uh, watching this show. If you ha- uh, have a superpower, use it to race away from humans faster than the speed of light. <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah it is probably the worst show I've seen this year and yeah and uh, I'm going to guess this is going to be my number one at the end of the year it's worse look it's worse than that shitty 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 sci-fi show that I don't remember Uh... Sci-fi show. I, I uh, in space. That we talked about last week. That we don't like with Seth MacFarlane. Oh or... right. I was sorry. I was thinking of Sci-Fi the Network. And oh, I was no. The, yeah. No. I. Uh, the right. Orville. Orville. I was going to say Orville. the Oracle. But yeah. Okay. The Orville. Right. I still this haven't watched that. I think you're forgetting one show though. From uh, Candy Crush the game show. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, I watched uh, Law and Order True Crime, The Mendes uh, Murders. It's okay, I guess. Uh, but uh, then I watched uh, something Luke recommended. Oh, I watched the first uh, episode of Will and Grace. That was fun. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I thought you it was average. It? Uh, okay. it didn't make me laugh a whole lot. It had yeah. the feeling of nostalgia, but other than that, it was yeah. kind of like it wasn't that it wasn't that funny. So I liked it. Okay. Uh, but then I saw Ghosted um, that uh, Luke recommended, and I recommended as well. Holy it isn't, isn't it goofy? Yeah, it's so goofy. But uh, then I also saw Curb Your Enthusiasm. I didn't like it. I did no. not like the first episode. No. 
And you've seen the rest Have of the series? Have you seen it? No. No. Have you seen the rest of the series, bro? Oh, like the first eight seasons? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much just like that, except, I mean, it doesn't sway from the formula of the first, uh, first seasons, but this one is, it's in, we're in a different time period now. Yeah. And the jokes that worked then don't really work yeah. now. <laughs> like right. they, there, there wasn't a lot of laugh out loud moments in this. Um, no. and instead of seeming like, oh, he's the uh, goofy guy who uh, everything annoys him. It kind of yeah. seemed like, oh, he's the rich, spoiled, entitled guy that everything annoys yeah. him. So yeah, that's uh, exactly how it felt like. I, yep. I totally agree with you. I I was I I am going to be completely honest with you. I was super disappointed in it. Yeah, I was not. I didn't think it was great. Uh, they were kind of setting up for the rest of the season though, so maybe it'll get better. Mm. But. I will keep watching this, whereas Will and Grace, oh, yeah. I probably won't. So. Oh, oh, I will continue watching Will and Grace. I Is everybody Will still Grace. in Will and Grace? Yes. Yeah. They all just, okay. I mean, uh, really, they all look like almost I, uh, almost the same as they did like way back then, yeah. except for Jack, who totally looks, yeah. he looks a lot different. But they, the rest of them, like, uh, yeah, to a degree. I think he just smoked yeah. a lot of cigarettes is what it sounds like. <laughs> But yeah. Smoky Jack. Did you did you uh, you, you didn't watch uh, that shit you see the show that we talked about? No, the Orville. The Orville. No. Oh, oh, good. Good no, there was too much other stuff to watch. If it was one of those weeks where there was nothing, yeah, I would have put it on. But there was a lot. Yeah. And yeah, this uh, what... week tonight was good as well. And Jim yeah. Jeffries. What else uh, have you seen this week? Look. Uh, well, let's go back to Tilly. Did you have anything else? Because we kind of went one of yours yeah. and then, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, that was that was, that was it. it. Other than okay, yeah, I hadn't mentioned Jim Jeffries in uh, last week tonight, um, but now I have. So. All right. <laughs> well, you mentioned Bob's Burgers. I saw the first episode of that uh, of of the new season, mm. which was a weird episode because it was every it kept it's changing. Fun art. Uh, changing the artist, so yeah. all like all these different scenes when they'd come f- back from commercial, it would be a totally drawn totally differently, or when they changed scenes, it was drawn by a totally different artist, which was very cool, but kind of off-putting for maybe the first episode. If you were, say, somebody who had never seen it, and this was the first episode you ever saw, couldn't not it could be confusing. But yeah. as far as me, who's seen every episode, I liked it. I thought it was interesting, and still the episode was kind of funny, even though the art was a little. Like out there, I'm not really sure what that was all about. Do you know Tilly? Um, well, there's a lot of people said a lot of fan art into them, like right. a buttload. Sure. Um, so I think it sort of came from that, and the other cartoons were all kind of weird episodes as well. Like Family Guy did their they want an Emmy special. The Simpsons did the Game of Thrones parody. So right. I think if they were going to do it any week. And same, even Rick and Morty, it was Rick and Beth. Oh, so it might have just been a thing that uh, from the channel, I get it. Yeah, okay. they tend to do it. All the cartoons will do something weird the same week, and then yeah. it'll be back to normal. Well, this was the big week for... T- this and last week were the big weeks for TV, so it's probably why they did it for ratings and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, besides Bob's Burgers, um, Modern Family, Season 9, Episode 1, uh, mm. show... 
I still watch, but it's another one that's like the laughs are not really there anymore. Uh, I watch. I I stopped after season six or something. Right. Um. They're still trying. I, I still like it in the sense that it's an all right little sitcom, uh, modern sitcom where some other sitcoms that I'm going to mention one called Nine J K L that I saw this week. Oh, that was such a bad episode. It was just the first episode, and yeah. it's a standard sitcom. Like like I said, it's Everybody Loves Raymond in an Apartment Building. Um, yeah. But it's really but badly worse. done. It's It feels like something done in the 80s, but not in yep. a good way because it's 2017. So, yep. Uh, yep. let's see. Last Man on Earth, first episode of season four was this week, mm. which was Jack Black was on there for like two seconds. Oh. He's like... Hello, I'm the captain! And then somebody shoots him. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it was very good. Um, and a few other new actors on there as well. Uh, I, I like that show. This season starting out pretty pretty good. Uh, they're trying to run away from nuclear fallout, uh, which was kind of cool. Uh, oh, and then the last thing I saw this week from Canada, season 7, believe it or not, uh, episode 1 of Mr. D was this week. Which I like mm. and Fro does not like, but uh, nope. Mr. D is like a Canadian show about a guy who is a teacher uh, and he's a complete moron. So he, he does not know how to teach and uh, he's always out for himself and it's about the characters in the school. It's I like it. It's a good show. Canadian uh, Mr. D. And it's actually got seven seasons. So if anybody's looking for something to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not the worst thing ever, so. I just didn't like it. Sure. Doesn't mean anything at all. Hey, uh, Tilly's mom. Turn off the podcast. <laughs> we'll try because... and keep... I, I bet my mom knows, because she knows a lot about the Egyptians and things. But yeah, this... It's going to be a hard episode. Uh... And that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying so, to keep this clean. And... No, I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> because we are going to talk a lot about pussies, and I don't mean that. Oh, you hear that? It's not going to talk about you. House of the Good, good Goddess. Religion of the Goddess. So, Luke, what is our main topic about? Uh, right, Church of the Most High Goddess, uh, created by Mary Ellen Tracy, and, and I believe her husband, Will, Wilbur Tracy. Mm -hmm. uh, Mary Ellen Tracy is the High Priestess of the Church of the Most High Goddess, uh, which was created in 1984. I thought uh, it was 86. Is that it? Wait, it's the year I was born. Yeah, I saw it. I'm clearly the high goddess. <laughs> Not her. Uh, Church yeah. of the Most High Goddess, following divine relations, received an Oceanside Cottage. Uh... Oh, yeah, 84. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's when they There's got their they divine have... revelation. So maybe they didn't, Gosh. like, uh, actually Come have the church going. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Huh. 
But I, I uh, think it's kind of funny because they were both devoted Mormons before this happened. <laughs> uh, and this amazing is amazing what a bit of good sex can do for you. Uh, At least according to this, it's a modern Egyptian neo-pagan uh, sect of 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 religion. Um, yeah, modern Egyptian, which I guess I've never really heard of, but is because it doesn't exist. There's uh, well, no. If you go in to look up Egyptian neo-paganism, there's it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. But it yeah, is but modern, part of modern. Uh... Modern uh, Egyptian doesn't really exist. Well, Egypt well, does. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say, so to the people that live yeah. in Egypt. But, I think it's more, it's a modern take on the old practices right. of ancient Egypt, is kind of what they mean. Because it's called Kesmet. Uh, ke- Kesmetism? Uh, there are several main groups, each of which take a different approach to their belief. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's based off of, uh, ancient Egyptian religion. But yes, th- and then neo paganism, uh, is like a new new wave paganism, is basically what it means. So yeah, it's basically people now doing practices of the ancient times before Christianity, before Hinduism, before Hinduism, before Judaism, before Islam, before all of that. Especially mostly before Christianity, it's people sort of going back to the practices to say, that they think yeah. used to happen or they found out happened. I have mad respect for this uh, Mary L. Tracy. I, I I didn't think I was going to 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 say that, but I have really mad respect for this woman. She is a loon. She's a crazy, 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 crazy. Easy, lady, but I have mad respect for her because there's okay. <clears throat> I'm going to read something she said. <clears throat> In my calling as a priestess, I have had sex with men of all sizes, shapes, colors, backgrounds, professions, and infinite variety every day, several times a day, and even more often uh, would be better. To date, I had vaginal sex with over 2,779 different men, oral sex with over 4,000 different men, and being bisexual, I've eaten a couple of hundred pussies along the way. <laughs> right, and this is uh. all because she is, what, what does she call herself? The High Priestess. And according yeah. to this... Uh, that's part of her duties as the high priestess is uh, divine duties include engaging in, in sexual intercourse with congregants. So uh, that's one to of the ways they... basically bring them closer to God because she is God's conduit. And she's what I've 70 read. or 74 years old, Billy. And she's still like, she's Still going at it. Oh yeah, there's it's yeah. it's a fallacy that when you become older, you don't you lose your sex drive or whatever. It's just, right. I suppose whether you're getting good sex or not. Because if you're not, you're not gonna want to keep doing it when your back hurts. 
Yeah, she's also uh, appeared in number of X-rated films on the variety stage name, in, including, and this is maybe one of my favorite <laughs> porn names ever, <laughs> Positively Pagan. Oh, uh, that's a series of of porn. That's a series oh. of porn she's been in. It's not just oh. one video; it's a series. Yeah. Yep. You know, the, the Christians like to ask for money and donations from their congregation. I suppose that's the same kind of thing. And she's in the 90s, in apparently, she, she was on Donahue <laughs> and the Montel yeah. Williams show uh, yep. talking about her religion, which is not surprising. Donahue was like, uh, it was fairly, uh, it, it covered that kind of stuff in the 90s, for sure, so. Yeah, no, this is, this is a I, I I don't know why Mary Ellen Tracy or aka Sabrina Asset, by the way, we're going to talk talk a little about that. But uh, uh, I I didn't I, when I and started looking into this, I was like, yeah, this is some this is made of some man. This is some man made this religion to have sex with a lot of people, and I was like, what? It's not the man. It's a woman. Yeah, as soon as you start looking into it, it's very female empowerment. It's the opposite of what Christianity dictated, that, you know, oh, yeah. the women should be subservient and all the rest of it. Um, I've got a piece to read that sort of, it gives you a bit of an idea. And this is by Sabrina Asset, who's the same woman that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. It says, yep. the religion of the goddess, wherever it was practiced throughout history, has always been sex positive. The most famous of the ancient rituals is the Heros Gamos, or sacred marriage ritual. Records of this ceremony have been dated as far back as early Sumerian, about 5,500 years ago. In this ritual, the high priestess, acting as avatar of the goddess, had sex with the ruler of the country to show the goddess's acceptance of him as ruler and caretaker of her people. And then it goes on to... Um, it's kind of like a, a poem that isn't really a poem. I suppose it's maybe an incantation. Starts, yes. Movulva, the horn, the boat of heaven, is full of eagerness like the young moon. My untitled land, untilled land, lies follow, fallow. As for me, Inanna, who is who she's being the avatar for, who will plough my vulva? Who will plough my high field? Who will plough my wet ground? As for me, the young woman who will plow my, plow my vulva, who will station the ox there? Who will plow my vulva? That gives you a bit of a gist of the kind. It I won't seems go through a little the whole repetitive. thing. He well, then there's there's the reply from the king as well, and then she replies again. And at the end of this, she will have climaxed fifty times, <laughs> and this is done in front of. Um, the congregation. So she basically, the high priestess will sleep with the king or ruler or whatever. They'll go through all of this talking, and he has to do certain things like he stroked my pubic hair, he watered my womb, he laid his hands on my holy vulva, and he smoothed my black boat with cream. Mm. <laughs> I'm not quite. I don't. I'm not asking. <laughs> but yeah. Uh. Uh, I think we're skipping ahead quite a bit here, but let's start at the beginning. 
So yeah. there are these two people, Mary Ellen Tracy, Mary Ellen Tracy, and Wilbur Tracy. Like Fro said, these guy, these two were Mormons apparently. Mm-hmm. But sometime, like we said in 1984, they had a divine revelation. It says uh, they received at Oceanside Cottage in Santa Monica, California. In testimony later given in Los Angeles Superior Court, William Tracy yeah. described a brilliant light through which knowledge w- was being poured in without voice. Uh, Tracy further claimed that God appeared to him as an old man with a flowing white beard and long white hair. So there's definitely some correlation to, uh, I guess what I would consider a Christian God uh, in a way. Yeah. On, on April 24, 1984, in broad daylight, I had the revelation that changed my life in the way I perceived the world and others. However, because I was blinded by the ignorance of modern education, which I foolishly accepted as knowledge, I don't believe in in modern things, I guess, Uh, I did not immediately understand the impact of the revelation. I failed to understand that the mind can perceive only what the mind can conceive. What the fuck does that mean? That means absolutely nothing. What I have experienced was beyond my conception. While my perception was completely disordered by what I had been taught was enlightenment, it was only when I set aside my prejudice, those beliefs which I had been uh, conceded to accept as facts, but which were facts that I began to understand the experience. That's what uh, Wilbur Tracy said. And he was smoking what at the time? Yeah. (laughs) Right, this was 1984 in Santa Monica, California, so I'm guessing they were probably... Cocaine? Yeah, cocaine would have been very prevalent in 1984 in Santa Monica. Um, LSD probably would have been, and Mm. uh, speed. So... um, I would not be surprised if all three of those things were involved in this religion. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah. as a result of the alleged uh, uh, divine experience, Mary Allen and Wilbur Tracy founded the church with uh, and uh, with precepts went... based on their own research into ancient uh, Egyptian practices. So that's right. where you get the Egyptian side of this. Yeah. Trace is a classical scholar uh, in her own right, assumed the role as the high priestess, as we said, those divine duties include engaging like in sexual intercourse with the congregants. So an interesting thing about this lady, she's actually really, really smart. Oh yeah. Uh, she graduated University of Mi- Miami cum laude in chemistry. Yeah. Uh, and did graduate work in chemistry at UCLA and then received her master's in environmental science chemistry from Portland State University. And she's uh, managed to head up a religion that means she gets to sleep with as many guys as she wants with her husband's consent. And women. Yeah. Yes. And women. But yeah. most husbands consent to that anyway. Sure, but uh, there, was, there was a trial. We should We should talk a little about that trial, shouldn't we? Because yeah, in tell the, me about it, because I've, I've missed that bit. Yeah, it was it's during so the late uh, 1980s. The new show 
Signal, a daily newspaper published uh, in uh, Los Angeles County, presented a series uh, of articles of the Church of the High Goddess, uh, founded by uh, those people, and that they uh, uh, sexual acts uh, had a fundamental role. Uh, the article accused uh, the attention of local law enforcement uh, officials in April 89. The houses. The Teresa's house was searched and a couple arrested in charge of pimping, pandering, and prostitution. Uh, they oh, were yeah, I did read a bit about yeah, this. Subsequently uh, convicted in a trial in a state uh, court and was sentenced to uh, jail terms. Tracy, uh, Wilbur Tracy, for 180 days plus $1,000 in fine, and Mary Ellie got 90 plus mandatory screening for STDs. So. I didn't know a judge could just do that, but I guess that's a thing. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I guess when you're in jail, they probably can just do that because you're in jail and you're around a whole yeah. all these other people. But, <clears throat> but uh, Especially yeah, if you're we... known to be promiscuous with both sexes because they don't want a STD going rampant around their jail. Sure. But I guess we have to jump into the most important part of their uh, life, their website. And uh, you can go to www.goddess.org, uh, and uh, that is spelled G-O-D-D-E-S-S.org. And you will be there for days. I <laughs> promise you. There Seriously, there's so much. a lot to uh, read. There's so much that we haven't gone through it all. But, uh, yeah, I can give you... How many... Real quick, how many feminists do you think just ended up here on accident because they looked up goddess.org and then (laughs) found this website? And you know what I mean? Like, how did they get goddess.org so soon, I guess? Well, they got it in 97 is when it said they created this website, so... That's pretty good. But, yeah, I I will give you, you, uh, listeners, a short introduction because there's an introduction to Chapter 1. Feminine Feminists, Chapter 2, Four Letter Words, Chapter 3, Adultery. Then we have a, a three-parted the Theology. Theology of Sex, Part 1, 2, 3. And then we have Virgins. Then we have What Women Wanted Sex. Then we have Cock Size. I'm going to come back to that because that was the first I clicked. Uh, sexual fulfillment in, in women, the art of eating pussy. Yes, we're going to talk about that. You don't use Male... a knife and fork. I know that much. No. <laughs> <laughs> Male masturbation, female masturbation, problems with masturbation, female orgasms, male orgasms, sex preferences, how men compare, religious sex, religious new dancing, common uh, pro- uh, perception, sex in war, and yeah, prostitution, sex in war. Then I'm going to skip one uh, because it's the most fun one, and then it's BDSM. Uh, uh, but um, look, I skipped over sex myths, and um, we're going to go directly into that because you know, at Christmas time, everybody wants to feel merry. 
But would you rather feel Sabrina is the joke? <laughs> that's a good uh, joke. The teenage witch. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, no, that's not the same. <laughs> oh, the same. Sabrina. But it, so, this yeah. was like in the early... Uh, who knows? Maybe Sabrina. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. Anyway. So Sabrina is called Sabrina for a reason. Yes. I don't know if it's to do with this, but I think it's to do with paganism and Wicca. Right. Okay. Exactly. So what is sex, Monsieur? You ask me. Well, every year the cry goes off. We went to Christ Christmas and a cross-country Christian clearly give their sermons like Christians do. And uh, the truth is the matter, Christ does not belong in Christmas. I'm really happy to agree that 25 of December was Leif's birthday. They are right about that. Uh, Sir Isaac Newton, the mathematician, uh, uh, knows uh, that he was uh, known for his laws of motion, said, the feast of the n- n- uh, nativity and the most other oh, this is going ecclesiastical to be a, anniversaries. The, <laughs> yes, thank you. Were originally fixed at the portrushal point of the year. So what is sexness? Have you read about uh, this? I'm just reading now. But it's a time of celebration for pagan and goddess yep. festivals. Um, where they were known for their merriment and sexual activities. So yeah. basically, We talked about this last year, I think, when we eat, did Eat, drink, and Christmas. be merry. Right. Or screw yeah. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is, to be fair, I didn't realise, but my town must be really, really into this. Because that's... Every Christmas, you go into town to all the pubs and bars and things, and that's all everybody's doing. I I, I think one of the things that, uh, like, listen to this. They they complain about the uh, fundamental doctrine of Christianity that Jesus is coming. If I know it would take a man 2,000 years to come, I wouldn't have sex with him. (laughs) See, see she spelled come a different way. It's not spelled, yeah. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah. So. And then it says, you think that after nearly 2,000 years, Christians would realize that Christ isn't coming. He isn't even breathing hard. Whoa. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So that, like, December, just talk a lot about December 25. And they have some interesting points, uh, I, I would say. But, uh, uh, yeah, well, there was things like with the um, the shortest day, which is now the 21st, but I think because of calendar right. changes and things, it used to be the 25th, where um, everybody would go out into the fields that had been ploughed or tilled or whatever already, and everybody would go and have sex to sort of increase the fertility of the land. But can you read the last paragraph of the of this uh, page, Dylan? Oh, God, it's, it's a long start... page. Uh, yes, it starts scroll, with oh, uh, unfortunately. Still scrolling. Yeah. Good it's... God. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> oh, there's quotes of something. Yeah, there's a lot. Cheesy, uh, crazy. Yeah, that's the point I'm trying to make. There we go. It's really, it's really, really long. <laughs> uh, that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> 
Unfortunately for the Western world, all the joy and merriment of Christmas came from the goddess religions, leaving Christianity with the exclusive claim of making religious observance and a punishment, one of bondage and discipline. Mm. Really, well, if you want to boil all of this, like, I want to say probably five pages. If you print it out, probably five or six pages. Yeah. Uh, thing, it's right here in this, I think it's fourth paragraph up from the bottom. It appears... America may have embraced Santa Claus and merged him into Christmas instantly, while the church has been struggling to put Christ Christ in Christmas for 2,000 years. And even <laughs> though the old customs of Saturnalia, which is what we talked about when we did Christmas on this show, uh, is alive and well, there are many Christians out there who oppose not only the customs, but even the way people write about them. So... Uh, these people are all about getting back the original meaning of these holidays. That's what the whole sexmas thing is all about, really. Uh, I'm going to read two sentences from The Art of Eating Pussy. For a man, be a great pussy eater. You must be first have great pussies to eat. Mine and it's all also clean and shaven. Makes it easier to find the right spots. So there's a lot of sex tips in it, uh, in the site. Yeah, it's uh, a bit Karma sutra e. Yeah. I love what she, is, she says about cock size, though, in Chapter 7. <laughs> Most every man, yes. Because I, I read all this, believe it or not. Uh, I, I uh, didn't, people that are listening, until I, Luke said no that way he fro- just got to cock size. So I had right, to there's no way Fro read all of this oh, no, 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 no. website. No, yeah. no, 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 I haven't read all on the website, so I just read the most That would be like chapter. a year of, of just every day waking up and reading and then going to if bed. If not and then, more. Yeah. Yes. Most every man wants to know about cock size and how he compares to other guys, how he measures stuff. Maybe they never uh, had a community shower in the high school peer glass nor played sports where the guy is undressed in the locker room. All through, I had to admit, a soft cock can surprise you when it gets hard. That's good. I was about to say that, because you can't tell anything when it's all... If you were at school and everybody was there with a hard-on in the changing rooms, you were at a bizarre school. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but since you know so well to say limericks, Tilly, I'm going to let you t- say the limerick on this page. Oh, I need to find him. I love this. Uh, and then we should probably back up because we skipped forward ahead again. Yeah. Maybe we should start uh, after this limerick, go into the yeah. introduction bit. Because uh, <laughs> we always skip ahead for some reason. Yeah. We get too excited. Uh, that's what she said. The limerick is There once was a man from Kent whose cock was so big that it bent. To save him the trouble, he bent it up double. Instead of coming, he went. <laughs> there's a lot of poems in this like every uh, different little section has like a random poem about something it seems like yeah and that was just after she was talking about the shapes of them and how she's encountered all angles of bends upwards downwards to the left to the right but never s-shaped cocks with the most extreme bend often slip out whilst doing the do and well over 50% of the black ones she's slept with uh, bent, compared to 25% of the white men's. Hmm. All right, let's go back to the beginning. Bend it like Beckham suddenly had the new meaning. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Only slightly. <laughs> slightly, yeah. Okay, uh, where do you want us to go? Uh, let's start at the homepage. Uh, yes. When you first come in, it says House of Goddess, Religion of the Goddesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a little yes, poem 382 again. 382 of the fifth Sotic, Sothic cycle. Sothic? Sothic? Of the ancient Egypt, Egyptian religion. Right, let's start the first couple paragraphs here uh, say a lot. The answer to life's great questions cannot be given, but must be learned. And the learning of many things teaches not understanding. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) The religion of the goddess seeks no converts, but those who seek the goddess will find her precepts as ring uh, to ring as familiar note. From the forgotten past. Which is kind uh, of true, because it does sort of... I don't know, when you think about ancient religions and things, you think about sacrifices and nudity and all that lot. Which this is, you know, without the sacrificing, other than maybe sacrificing virginities. Yeah. But hey, we have, we have a maximum of 25 minutes for the main topic for some reason we've gone far 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 away from that even now uh, I don't even, uh we're probably right around there but yeah let's wrap yes. this up i'm going to mention some things that's not good about them uh because we talked a lot about the silly things they they say uh they really 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 hate islam uh, yes apparently that started getting um or they upped that after isis formed or the islamic state formed right they apparently updated the website i want i want you to read the first paragraph where it says about the holocaust there uh could you do that for me the first thing the first thing when you press the holocaust there because it's pretty disturbing (laughs) All right, well, before we leave Islam, let me read something that they have about that one until he's finding the thing. Uh, They believe that Islam is the state religion of the United States. So it says, Congress has now passed laws that the presidents have used to establish Islam as a state religion, finance that religion, promote that religion, and compel people to adhere to that religion. Uh, Uh... that began began in April 1999 when President Clinton, speaking of the treatment of women and children by the Afghani Taliban, used the office of the president to say, I think it is one of the worst examples of systematic human rights abuses in the world today and a terrible perversion of Islam. Uh, so they think that the U.S. government is forcing Islam onto the American people. Yep. Right. Those who and, uh, say the Holocaust never existed do so in ignorance. Equally, or equally ignorant are those who diminish the Holocaust by claiming that the number of Jews killed by the Nazis was far less than the six million claimed by the Jews. While that may be, it is irrelevant to a Holocaust because it was the Jews themselves who pro- proclaimed the mass killing of Jews during Nazi rule to be the Holocaust. Those killings were not, in fact, a holocaust, but by the Jews proclaiming it as a holocaust makes it a holocaust. 
To understand this, it's necessary to understand sacrifice. Not as Christians and Jews make it, but sacrifices the gods and goddesses accept it. Yep. That is pretty much that. So what are they classing a holocaust as? I don't know. And this is not old stuff that they're talking about here. Like the one that I'm reading, the Islam section on their thing, is from... Uh, September 2016, so a year old. Yeah. So, this is not like a this is not old stuff they're talking about. They're talking about uh this stuff just a year ago, and then some of their stuff on their website is pretty up to date. I didn't find anything from uh, this year really. Did you? No, not really. Okay. But uh, yeah. Till where does this rate on the crazy scale? Not as high as some of the stuff. No. I mean, it's, it's quite crazy, but it's based in old beliefs, if that makes sense. Right. Like right. the old pagan. They've gone back pre-Christianity, but she's also made it... She's added extra hate into it. Yeah. Which I don't think they needed to have the whole, the Jews, no. the Christians, ah, Islam. Yeah. So what are we doing scale of? Up to ten or up to five? Oh, up to ten. I'd probably give it a four then for the hate. If people want to believe in this and use their body as a way of, (coughs) you know, praying or whatever or ritual or whatever, as long as everybody's consenting, go for it. That's great. But, yeah, stop hating on everybody else. Just don't mention everybody else. You can mention, you know, Christianity change stuff, but... Not yeah. to this extent. Uh, I gotta go with like a seven or an eight, probably. Yeah. Uh, considering all the Islam stuff and the Holocaust stuff, and then them having met God and he was an old guy in Santa Monica, that's mm-hmm. a little weird. Here's a. This is a really weird thing on on their about page. They're talking about uh their website and it says. We started the change beginning in July 2014 after ISIS declared itself a worldwide caliphate. With that, we began updating the writings of the high priestess and converting them to HTML format. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Because of ISIS, they they had to convert to HTML. Yeah. Uh, I agree with Luke. It rounds uh, 7 or 8 for me as well uh, on the crazy scale. Uh, what they say about Holocaust makes no sense at all. I've just found uh, out what they mean. Okay. Why they've said it. It's um, because the word Holocaust comes from the Greek holocaustus, um, in which the whole of, this, of a sacrificial animal is burned. And it's from, right. it's a, um, it's a religious sacrifice. And... Mm the Nazis weren't doing it religiously sacrificing them, they were doing it to cleanse. So mm. the Jewish people naming it the Holocaust, knowing that that was a a, sacri- a religious sacrifice thing mm. is where they have their beef, apparently. Mm. Anyway, it does uh, line, lands on a soft 7.5. I think that's a good one. Let's move on. Have you seen a movie this week, Tilly? No. Did you expect no. me to have? 
What about you, Luke? I did not either. I was really busy. I did see the iDubs, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, why do I want to say Blumgum? The, uh, did you see the new iDubs, uh, no. 30 minute thing that he did? It says, no. it's funny because it's like, uh, it says content cop Jake Paul and it's not about yeah. Jake Paul at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen But that's pretty yet. good. Go check that out on the iDubs, uh, main page. I think it is. Uh, yeah. the main YouTube page. They he just put up a thirty minute new content cop. It was pretty good, so check that out. I love content cop. Uh, I've oh, seen yeah, rice gum. That's what the guy's name was. Oh, right. rice gum. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a movie that we're going to talk about next week. My Little Pony. <laughs> My Little because, Pony. Because uh, I'm a brony. Uh, I'm not going to talk much about it because I'm going to talk about next week. Then I watched it. I watched it. Uh, <laughs> I watched it! What did you Got think it? of it? Got it? Got it. It's really, really fucking great. It's the... amazing feeling. Yeah. I will watch it then. Watch it. Uh, watch it. Uh, and tomorrow I'm going to see uh, the new... Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, the new. Uh, oh, why can, can't I suddenly forget? The new. Um, the new. Blade Runner. Oh, Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. We could have helped then. I... You told us that. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about the new movie that's coming out Flatliners from 2017. Do you have plans tonight? Oh, cool music. Do you want to have fun with me later? Oh, I love Ellen Page. I am mildly surprised. Was that her name? Yeah. She just hasn't been in any movies like lately, it seems like. But yeah. What's going on? Did you know King? You give it one minute, and then you bring me back. Okay. Now's the point where you say it's all a joke. What is this place they're at? That's what I want to know right to start out with. Seems like a school of some type, but also like yeah, a medical school bunker. Right, exactly. The only way to find out is to see for ourselves. Oh, okay, here we go. We could document that experience. Did you see a white light? It was more like... This is like Harry Potter for some reason, I'm feeling. I'm feeling a lot of Harry Potter happening. It's like her brain's been rewired. You're a doctor, Ari. Charging 200. It's a good day to die. If Harry Potter was a neurosurgeon, that would have been a whole different movie instead of a wizard. Yeah. I probably would have watched it, to be fair. More than once. No one's ever come back from that. Oh, this looks so bad. Surely, seven minutes, you'd be brain dead. Yes. Uh, yeah, that would generally be how it is. I'm going crazy. Maybe we open the door. Oh, this looks so terrible. Yeah, that looks stupid. Like, what? Something is coming for us. Something I did. Something I did. Everybody out of the pool. There's feces at the bottom of the pool that spells murderer. <laughs> That's some skills. Wake up. I should have told you this whole 
Oh, I hate the music, seriously. Start cutting us down. Like, so freaking stupid. This was my fault. Was that the family for Beetlejuice flying off the bridge right there? With <laughs> no clue. Hey, look! This Oscar-nominated movie. What has it uh, gotten? Of course, it's Oscar-nominated since is... we don't have those yet. Um. <laughs> Flatliners, 2017, five medical students embarked, embark on a daring and dangerous experiment to gain the insight into the mystery of what lies beyond the confines of life. A bold adventure begins when they trigger near-death experiences by stopping their hearts for a short period of time. This has a 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb, so like, you know, half about, and yeah. 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Which has gone up since the other day. Yeehaw! 40% uh, audience score. So, uh, Tilly, you go first. I, I have two. Um, oh. One is Rashan G, give it one star, and says, Wow. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> the first Flatliners wasn't Citizen Kane, but it was a hell of a lot better than this. What a waste of pretty of a pretty decent cast, although it's clear the producers couldn't afford Ellen Page for the whole movie. Waste of one hour and 48 <laughs> minutes. Then Angelica J, give it half a star, and just said, decided to put a star so I can post this. Ah! <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Luke, Facebook. Yeah, I went to the Facebook. Um, pretty standard Facebook presence. I got two little short ones here. Um, I guess I'll do this first one from Laylee Youngblood. This was really, really, really bad. I love the first one so much. It's one of my favorite movies from my teen years. I watched mm. it again last night, and it held up pretty well. But we saw the remake today in the theater, and it was just awful. Just so awful. A missed opportunity. And then I, uh, this is, this is a funny one. Uh, the people at Flatliners Facebook, they posted up some, uh, a meme, I think. And it said, if flatlining gave you new abilities, what new ability would you want? And it's got some hashtag now in theaters. And Chuck Wiltigan, uh, responded to them in the comment section. He says, when they said, if flatlining gave you new abilities, what new ability would, would you want? He says, the ability to go back and not see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have two really, really short ones. From Adam M. Grace autonomy with stupid doctors that don't, you, you don't give a crap about. Hey, isn't that really Grace autonomy? I never watched Grey's Anatomy. I've never seen either. it either. Yeah, and uh, this is uh, this is for for uh, some other people in your house. There, look. Who wrote this? A guinea pig. A guinea pig. Oh, a guinea pig. Yeah. Right. Which I don't have guinea pigs, but. Oh, but. A guinea pig is like. Sizes chinchillas. 
uh, mm, smaller, a bit smaller, depending on the variety. A but, little smaller, yeah. Uh, a chinchilla is like two hundred bucks, and a guinea pig is like twenty bucks. Those, that's yeah. <laughs> hey, there's a uh, hell, and there's going to be a saddle, and we are going to predict it. Yes, Hell in a Cell 2017, exciting stuff. Um, yeah, because we never ever get WWE pay-per-views. I guess no. we have a pre-show match that I did not see when I did my things, but I'll just guess on that one. Tilly is going to do the thing. You got the sheet? Yep. Ready to go? I, I was all, well, I thought I was really prepared and ready half an hour early and then realized that we were doing this, so I used that half an hour to... Find out what the card was and write it down. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, what a um, pay per view and then another pay per view two weeks from after that, and then we got a bit of a yeah. break until Survivor Series, so that's kind of nice. Thank God. Until yeah. they announce that there's going to be another pay per view in the middle of it. What? Well, well, well maybe. yeah. <laughs> but I maybe doubt an it. NXT one. There's an NXT right before Survivor Series, so yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, let's start this out with the pre-show: uh, Gable and Benjamin versus the Hype Bros. Woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Hello? That's my call. The hype bros. Okay. Luke? Uh, I want Gable and, and Ben Jobby. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I want Ben Gobby brothers. Uh, next we have New Day versus the Usos for the tag team championships. Uh, Hell in a Cell match for no reason. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to say the new day. Luke, uh, I said. Um, I don't seem to have predicted this one. This must have got Ooh. it added after I did mine too, right? There was a lot of updates. Okay, yeah. So I guess I'll go. Hmm, who's the champions? The new days are champs. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go New Day as well. I'll go with Usos. Usos? Alright, next we have Rude, uh, Bobby Rude versus Dolph Ziggler in a singles match. <laughs> this is so easy. This is so easy. Glorious. In the battle of the entrances. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Rude. This one I've actually already written down for myself. Why don't you go to then? Uh, Bobby Rude, the, the glorious one. I said Bobby Roode I mean, as well. I mean, it's his first pay-per-view match, on right. SmackDown. Yeah. And I didn't know he was up. He'd been pulled up out of NXT, so I was oh, yeah, quite yeah. happy. Because last time of... I physically watched him was when I saw him at Download. He came up after SummerSlam. He was there for like a week or two. Mm-hmm. And then and he then disappeared, disappeared off TV. And then just showed yeah. up on TV again like two weeks ago. So. <laughs> mm. Uh, okay, I I guess I'll just go with Rude then. We can match on one. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin for the US title. Who's holding it at the minute? Yeah. AJ. AJ, yeah. And I Mm. went, I'll go first, I guess. I went with Corbin this time. Mm. Karen Boring. Mm-hmm. I'm going AJ Styles. Uh, I'm going to go with Fro and say AJ as well. Okay. Um, Natalia versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Natalia is the champion. Mm-hmm. 
Oh dear. Hello. Um. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually the correct answer. Oh, I'll say I'll say Charlotte because they seem to like her in a belt. Yeah, I'm going to go with the title. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm going to stay with the champion. You're going to tell you. I'm going to go Charlotte. Did we all say New Day? Or did you say the Usos, Tilly? I said the Usos. Okay. Alright. Bluebell's trying to do her predictions as well. She's stumping all over me. Get off. <laughs> Alright, next we had Randy Orton versus Rusev. Mm, I really hope this is Rusev. What did I put down? I put Rusev as well. I'll say Randy then. Alright. That one's a this bit of This is how I tend air, to but... win. <laughs> I'd like to see Rusev win, but I have a feeling Tilly might be right on that one. But yeah, me too, sadly. All right, for the WWE Championship, Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke. I said Nakamura. They need to fucking stop this gimmick now, please. I'm going to have to go Jinder Mahal to be different, but I want it to be... It's so racist. I would have gone Jinder Mahal. If if you want to go Shinsuke, I'll go Jinder Mahal, Tilly. Yes, please. All right. We'll do that. Because there are rumors that he's going to have it all the way to WrestleMania. Jesus. Because apparently they're doing, at the end of the year, like in December or something, they're doing a India tour. So. Oh, Okay. Mm. All right, a final match. Uh, Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens in a Hell in a Cell match. Shane. I say Shane. I said Owens. Uh, Yeah, I'm saying Owens as well. Please let Kevin Owens win because it's... I think Dick was saying it's got to be a good match because Kevin Owens can really, really be that guy in the match that keeps it going and makes yeah. it look amazing while the other guy can have a bit of a rest. But they can't have Shane winning after all. I would like this to be a way to get Shane off of TV for a while also because I just yeah. don't want to see him anymore. And they could have him get hurt and then leave, like disappear for months, which would be nice, I think. But other people might not think that. But but that is Hell in a Cell. So. Yeah. Uh, good night, everybody. Uh, that was a uh, uh, podcast. <laughs> Do we have anything to say about wrestling this week, Fro? Did you have it? Did you? I thought wrestling yeah. was incredibly boring this week, personally, but really boring uh, and really racist. I can't wait to see the fashion files uh, on Hell and the Cell. That's I'm interested to watch said. it for the racism. What is it? The Jinder Mahal thing. Mm, so racist. Yeah, yeah, wasn't I, really... don't, I don't really want to talk about the guest book episode 10. Because guess what, Luke? I uh, what? hated it. I okay. hated it. I hated it. it has well, we can talk about how you hated book. it then. In the final of the show, <laughs> they have nothing to do with the guest well, book. It, it brings it the did come up. into it. Yeah, it yeah. did come up again in the show. But it, it has absolutely nothing to do with it. 
Oh, and I watched Three episode days. five. Uh, well, the whole solution at the end of the episode was because of the guest book, Fro. Yes, it yes. was because of the guest book, but it, that's not the preface of the show. In that your mind, we assume we made an assumption at the beginning, and that assumption Fro has carried through. Where I have gone, okay, maybe that assumption we made was wrong. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's in the intro. It's in the intro. It's what's in the, the intro? intro? I, maybe it's I'm confused now. That people are writing in the book. Stop it. See, Stop Fro wants it, ev- wants the show. Uh, I'm clarifying this for other people. Show wants the uh, Fro wants the show to be every episode is the story is being written in the guest book. Yes. Instead of yes. some of the episodes, the guest book just being used as part of the story. Oh. Uh, which, yeah. like I said, I think that's an assumption that me and you made at the beginning, and it turned out to be not true. That's- which I've gone, okay, that's not true. And Fro has gone, I still want it to be that way. Which I we just agree to disagree. Nothing wrong with that. I think Fro would rather it be called Froggy Cottage. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said last week. Yeah. Oh, I hate this. I I mean, okay. I'm 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 going to say one really really nice thing about this uh, ending. It's ending. That's that's like I oh I hate this. It was so. Uh, I, well, let's I, talk about it when we get to it, because right now we're just wasting mm-hmm. time. But uh, we'll talk about it when you get to the point that you didn't like it. But uh, as far as the ending, ending, I liked the joke at the very end. That uh, very, very end, I thought was very. Yeah, good. that was a funny joke. Right, I will admit that. Yeah. All right. So uh, episode ten, our finale. Uh, we get our recap, and of. I kind of liked this and kind of didn't. What do you think about our, the recap joke where the guy who's uh, been trying to get the other guy to watch the show for the last 10 weeks, finally the guy has obviously binged it in one week um, after being told, oh, you should see this, you should see this. Yeah. And the guy and, and goes, said, nah, it is for me. <laughs> yeah, not really for me. He watched yeah. every episode and he's like, yeah, not, not really my thing. But I watched every single episode too, and it really isn't my thing. So you are that guy in the office. Yeah, you're that guy. It kind of sometimes I'll be like, "Fro, you should watch this. Fro, you should watch this," and then it'll be the finale, and Fro will binge watch it. So it is kind of you, Fro. That's crazy. I didn't think about that. Um, I mean, that's just the way some people watch TV nowadays. It really is. It's the truth. Yeah. I think they're trying to make that point, but we get our intro credits after that. We open up in the co- in Froggy Cottage, and Tickles is on the floor with the arrow through her boob, still. And Wilfred... How disappointed... Go yeah, ahead. Sorry. How disappointed were you that you were wrong about that car? That we were wrong about that car? Oh, right. We, we can you, say that right really now, like... because it never comes up, yeah. but we it last never episode... never comes up! <laughs> last episode, they showed the married couple show up, and we never see them, yeah. ever, so... Yep, never. We don't know who it is. I bet that's the start of next season. There's not going to be a next season of this. There's not <laughs> going to be a next season of this. There, nobody's picking this up. I I will never, ever, ever forgive you if we review this second season. <laughs> well, never. that's clearly not going to happen because we never covered something twice, but yeah. Uh ever. So, yeah, where were we? Right, Wilfred uh, tells the doctor all about Tickles blackmailing him. So now the doctor knows all about the scheme. And the doctor 
is afraid if he gets all wrapped up in this, he's going to lose his kid because he's still going through the divorce. And he doesn't want his wife to get uh, full custody. And if he gets caught up in this stripper who he shot with an arrow, that might uh, look bad in court. They probably uh, definitely would. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the doctor leaves uh, to get things from the hospital uh, so that he can fix up till, uh, Tickles. I almost said Tilly. So he can fix up... <laughs> oh, no! I didn't so he can fix... Boob. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he leaves, and uh, after he leaves, we just see uh, Wilfred grab the owl that has been put back together last episode for something. We don't know what. Um, right, now so the- I started being irritated about this episode. I was like, where is the one that's going to write things in the guest book? I was like, where is the storyline we have every week? Why, 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 is it, why is it not the new story? Why is it this story? Because he's wrapping up the story of the locals. Right, it's the final episode. Yeah, I understand that, Luke. And we and we also get like we get everybody from every other story in this episode at one point. Mm. Right? Yeah, we do. Yes. Yeah, everybody that's written in the guest book. Which we'll get to, I guess. But so yeah, next door, the cop is. the doctor walks over to get his keys. The cop is there, and she's made him breakfast. Because uh, this is right after they had woken up the next morning after having sex. So she's still at his house. And the doctor's all in a hurry to leave because he, he wants to get to the hospital. But he can't really tell the cop about what's going on. So the cop thinks that he wants her to leave. Like he's just like it's a one-night stand. Like he's like, get out of here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she leaves... <laughs> She's barefoot. She had made him what uh, a heart-shaped pancake. She thinks she went too far. And this part was actually very funny. She's, like, walking away. And she's got no shoes on, and she's running down the road. Mm. And she continues to talk. She's saying, like, uh, Kenyans have won every marathon for the last ten years. Something like that. Yeah, and they all, they all run barefoot. It's like, how they doing it in Africa. And did you know that every marathon for the past 30 years has been won by a Kenyan? <laughs> and just keeps babbling as she's running. And yeah, so she runs off. She uh, is obviously very embarrassed. The doctor um, takes off and he leaves to get supplies from the hospital, like I said. And we see him go past the strip club. And the two strippers are getting Chinese food. One of the strippers drops the bag of Chinese food. And you think that, you hear the doctor coming, you think, oh, he's going to run over the bag. He totally misses it, drives past. And we go uh, inside the strip club. And Frank is in there and he's got like a metal grinder and he's cutting the stripper pole uh, down because in the last episode Frank saw her get shot by the arrow so Frank th- mm-hmm. Frank thinks she's dead so he's ready to make his sports bar which we've what she when she was gonna leave for Mexico is what he was gonna do so he's he's already renovating like that's how much he cares that she's she's dead obviously absolutely nothing yeah so the doctor's at the hospital he's getting all of his all of the things together and he gets all the supplies. He drives back past the strip club. And on the way back, he uh, right as the stripper's about to grab the Chinese food out of the road, he runs it over, which I thought was very good. Mm. Uh, back at the coll- uh, cottage, Wilfred is sitting in the dark when the doctor shows back up. And he's, like, being very ominous. And he says, something bad happened, Doc. 
and that doctor's like very confused and he's like where's tickles and uh it seems like wilfred maybe has killed tickles is what we're thinking yeah but it turns out uh the the doctor's like where is she he opens up the door to the bedroom and she's tied up but she's not now she's awake so she knows she uh she can see them both she knows who they are uh <coughs> sorry <coughs> Uh, right, so the doctor takes the gag out of Tickle's mouth that, uh, Wilford had gagged her with, like, something, and she instantly bites him, and he's like, ah! And so, Wilford sticks, uh, Tickles with uh, some sedatives out of the doctor's bag that he brought back from the hospital. But he doesn't know what it is that he's actually just got it with. Right. I found that amusing. He just stabbed her with this syringe. What'll I get her with? But the whole thing here is Wilfred, it's, his plan is we got to kill her because there's no other option. She's going to go to the police if we let her go. Like, we can't keep her alive is what Wilfred's thinking. But Wilfred doesn't want to, he doesn't want to kill her. He wants the doctor to take care of it. Like, when he put, sticks her with the sedatives, he says, if you smother her now, she'll never notice. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's totally out. Uh, from these sedatives now. So she's passed out. And Wilfred suggests if they're not going to kill her, that maybe we should go talk to Frank. Because he's pretty nice and he might know a way to stop her from uh, ratting us out. Mm-hmm. And as as they're talking about this, the doctor's ex-wife shows up with the kid next door. And <laughs> I actually did like this. Uh, the Wilfred's like, she, uh, she has a tape of me sucking on her boobies. Uh, and the doctor's like, does a spit take because he's drinking water. And uh, Wilfred's, uh, he's like, he, she did what? And Wilfred, uh, what does he say? She shoved him in my face. That's what he always says. <laughs> yeah. And then the doctor turns and looks out the window and he's drinking water again. And the, the lady shows up and he does a second spit take in a row. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> so next door, the, um, the son gets dropped off. They, you know, they are mean to each other as normal. And the son is really excited to play with the crossbow. He shows up, uh, comes outside with the crossbow and the doctor's like, Oh my gosh. Cause he just shot somebody with this thing. So. And he keeps heaving as well. Doesn't he? The doctor. Which he says is from anxiety, right? Yeah. Anytime he's like, he tries to take the, well, move the crossbow thing and starts dry heaving. And then his kids there holding it shirtless. And he's, Oh, God. So as uh, the doctor's talking to his ex-wife, Wilfred leaves, and he tells the doctor that he needs to go to talk to Frank alone. Do you guys hear that? There is, like, a really loud siren in the background. I don't know what that is. Or whatever. So at the store, the cop uh, is talking to her mother about the doctor, and... I don't hear a thing. Okay. It's gone now. It's just really loud for some reason. I could... You probably didn't get through the microphone. Um, and the doctor calls the cop as they're talking about this because the, the, the cop thinks that the doctor's blown her off, but the doctor Mm -hmm. calls her up and he needs her to watch the kid because he needs to go talk to Frank. Mm -hmm. And she's like, uh, she thinks this is an in. She's like, Oh, the doctor actually really likes me. He wants me to watch his kid, you know? And (laughs) the mother is the mother says some bad things about men. Basically. She's like, Oh, men don't. Men don't think after sex. They Their mind goes completely blank. Yes, yeah, so after they've done a dick sneeze. 
That is made that me what laugh. she says? Right. <laughs> yeah. Margot Martindale, of course, playing the mother. Uh, and then after the lady gets off the phone, she looks at her mom and says, am I adopted? <laughs> and the mother says, do you really want to talk about this now? It was so random and like, what the heck? Yeah. So at the um, doctor co- doctor's cottage, the cop uh, is there with the kid. And she's brought this big pile of candy to keep the kid entertained. And the cop leaves to go talk with Frank. So at the strip club, Frank is still uh, setting up the sports bar. But the sign outside the strip club has already been changed to Frank's sports bar. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. So he's already changed the sign. And it's been like less than 24 hours since he saw <laughs> her get shot. And the like doctor that. tells Frank that um, she's not dead. And Frank is surprised by by this, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's surprised that Frank knew about it because they didn't see that he even saw it. And Frank, uh, doctor says Wilfred just wants to kill her, and Frank's like, "Yeah, kill her." <laughs> yeah, she's mean. <laughs> she's mean. Yeah. And the doctor's like, "Shh, be quiet," because the two strippers are there. <laughs> doesn't want him to hear. Her. And Frank goes, "Hey, are you guys?" Uh, cool if somebody kills tickles and they're like i'm cool with it and the other one goes <laughs> can i watch <laughs> yeah i love that uh and we find out that tickles when frank was younger was really mean to him and abused him and she used to stab him with a fork that she keeps in her purse and the doctor's like uh she didn't stab she me with me. it she bit me and he goes oh that's what she does when she can't find the fork <laughs> And we and it zooms out and we hear a big crash and the strippers are crushed underneath this like giant '90s uh, style big screen TV. So back at the cottage, Tickles is still tied up, uh, but the gag kind of comes out of her mouth, so she's able to start yelling. And the cop is still next door with the with the kid, so the cops hear the cop hears all this yelling. Uh, and the cop calls the cabin office and gets get a, gets a hold of Wilfred's wife. And she tells her, it must be the TV got left on. And you just need to go in the backyard and find the key under the rock to turn the TV off. <laughs> and the lady goes in the backyard and it's just filled with rocks. So there's rocks <laughs> all over the place. She can't find the key. Uh, but Wilfred her- overheard this. So he gets into the cottage, turns the TV on, uh, and hides Tickles. Uh, just in time, because... As, as he's doing this, the cop finds the key, comes inside, sees the TV on. So she thinks that's what it is. She turns the TV off, but she sees that the owl is now missing. So she's like, hmm, this is really weird. All the parts are, like, all ripped apart. Uh, just as this happens, the doctor shows up. And we go inside the secret closet, which we saw, what, in the episode with, um, my name is Earl Lady. What's her name? Jamie Presley. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Presley. Yeah. I was going to say Joy. <laughs> <laughs> Joy, yes. <laughs> so inside the secret closet, Wilfred has, that's where he has hidden tickles. And he's trying to keep her quiet, but she starts rocking back and forth. And she knocks the door open and falls out right in front of the cop. So the cop and uh, the doctor are standing there and Wilfred's in the closet. And for some reason, I have no idea why, Wilfred looks right at the doctor and says, this is why I wanted to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he say that right in front of the cop? I mean, he knows that's a cop. I uh, know. Yeah. That was really broken. So Wilfred and the doctor tell the cop what happened. They tell the lady the whole story. And she says, 
that she has to arrest them. Like, she doesn't want to. She's like, why do I have to find a boyfriend and then I have to arrest him, like, right away? Oh, so cute. Uh, and the kid walks in trying to see what the hell's going on over there because he got left alone when the doctor or when the cop left and the doctor gives the kid uh, a pile of books that's on the uh, like on the table like uh, coffee table books and one of them is the guest book so the kid uh, the cop t- uh, says she's going to need evidence that tickles blackmailed them to prove that's why they had to tie her up uh, and that she basically forced them to do it that's the only way the cop is going to be able to uh, not arrest them and they're like how are we going to prove that it's our word against hers and just as this is happening the kid comes in with the guest book and he asks the dad what's a vip room (laughs) chinchillas know what a vip room is i guess so Mm -hmm. and the kid is reading the story uh from episode one with abed from community in uh, he's reading the story about how uh, w- the guy's name was Tim. Got it was the first time we saw somebody get blackmailed by Tickles. So they have like they have this uh, story right here. It's evidence, but it's signed by John, not my real name. <laughs> right. Because he didn't want to write his real name in there. So the cop, of course, the cop being uh, she, this is probably her best police work in the whole show. She uh, well, realizes that sh- she can get the rentals uh names from wilfred so he gives her those and she calls around uh to all the people so this is the part where we see all the stories from all the last episodes because the cop is calling each one of them and at one point she calls tim's wife and the wife says oh that i have no idea what you're talking about and then the uh the wife calls back and says oh that was the weekend tim did the weird stuff with his feet and (laughs) (laughs) and um maybe he does know more about this than i thought he did so she calls tim and he says that he's going to testify against tickles and then he wants to put her away uh what does tim say i don't want that lady's feet near anybody else ever (laughs) so they make a deal with tickles not to arrest her if she doesn't say anything but then the doctor says there's just one more thing you have to agree to Which didn't make sense why the doctor would say it. Nope. Uh, Oh, wait, no, I guess it does, because the doctor is the one that went to talk to Frank. Right, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. bonded over the doctor being bitten and Frank being pricked with a sharpened fork. Right. Mm. So we get our ending montage. We don't know what the thing is that the one more thing she has to agree to is yet, but... We get our ending montage with our band. The doctor removes the arrow from Tickles. And Tickles is at the strip club. And it looks like she's going to take the f- uh, the fork to Frank. But she ends up handing the fork to Frank. Uh, that's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> and it's all a, it's like fully sports bar now. The strip club is. so. And it's got people in it. Rather oh yeah, that's like true. I, I didn't old think about guy that. in the wheelchair. He's got a successful sports bar. Right. There's actually people in this bar where the strip club never had anybody in it. Uh, so Wilf, uh, this is the end of the end of the montage. Wilfred and wife are finally going line dancing, which they've been practicing this whole season. And we find out that Wilfred's Wilfred's wife knew about him going to the strip club all along. And that he could, this whole thing could have been avoided 
if he just would have admitted to her in the first place, none of this would have happened at all. Because she knew yep. all along. The yeah. whole point of him being blackmailed was that she wouldn't find out. But she already knew. Right. So that was yeah. a very good little ending, I thought. So, yeah, Tilly, it. what would you uh, give this show all over? Um, probably a seven. A seven? Okay. Yeah, because I found it amusing, but I'm not desperate for it to carry on. Right, yeah. You know uh, what I mean? Okay. Not as good yeah. as My Name is Earl. It's like a... Not even close. Like a pound shop version of My Name is Earl. Yeah. Because uh, there are Luke? similarities, but there's a lot of the same cast and producers and Absolutely. music and stuff. Absolutely. Luke? Um, overall, this is going to get a negative review for me, probably. I would not probably mm -hmm. recommend people go see it. Everything was kind of hinging on this last episode for them to wrap everything up and have it be uh, something more interesting than it was. And they did wrap it up in a way with the whole cop mm -hmm. calling everybody, uh, but it just felt like it was missing something, I guess. Uh, like Tilly said, the comedy is really, really smart. Like, this show is really, really smart, but it might have been too smart for its own good. Um, yeah. Uh, so overall, I'm going to go... I'm going to go a solid five, four and a half, five. So five leaning towards the bad end. So it's right in the middle. It's like, I don't think it's terrible, terrible, but I don't think it's anything to call your mom about. So, Fro? I'm going to give this a solid three. <laughs> I've been more, most, more, most frustrated uh, over this uh, than any of you to... Um, yeah, I, I, it's just not my show, not my kind of humor. Right, I mean that's gonna be true about lots of things. So, but next week you're going to go do Ghost Wars, aren't you? No, I'm not. What? <laughs> what? What? So it's you. It's me. It was me all along. <laughs> 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 That's what she said. Um, um, don't know where that came from. Yes, we're doing Ghost Wars from the Sci-Fi Channel. Can you tell us a little about that, Luke? I wish I could. Yeah. I have no idea what it's about at all. We know absolutely nothing about it, so it's going to be interesting. Watch that next. It'll be a lovely surprise. Uh, but uh, let's go into the Amazons. Tilly, lost on the Amazons. Can we remember what we were doing? Yes. Uh, last week, we um, had tried to decide... Well, we had met the, the Amazonians. And then after yeah. that, we met a tribe. And they said mm. that to, to find our friends, we would have to talk to the witch doctor... And it was a decision to either wait for the witch doctor or continue on, and we decided to wait for the witch doctor. So, that's where we're at right now. You wait in silence on the bank of the great Amazon. No one talks. The jungle becomes quiet. Dawn finally begins its slow progress against the dark. When the first rays of sun streak the eastern sky, there's a rustling in the jungle. Out of the trees steps an enormous figure. Should I just do this bit? 
because it's definitely not me. Love isn't easy, but it makes it so. I would walk with you forever, with you I go. Love comes in shape of an angel, and that angel is you. I bathe in your eyes forever in those oceans blue. There's nothing in the dark, Margaret Rose. Nothing I can see. You, it has to be the light you carry, Margaret Rose. Because it's definitely not me. There's nothing in the dark, Margaret Rose. Nothing I can see. It has to be the light you carry, Margaret Rose. Because it's definitely not me. Because it's definitely not me. Yes, and that I made to my girlfriend, Margaret. <sighs> All right, yeah. next week, we're going to be doing News of the Week. We'll be doing the Hell in the Cell results. Fro is going to be talking <laughs> about Ghost Wars Episode 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be doing another digital review of My Little Pony, the mm-hmm. film. And will we be talking about crop circles? We have never talked about crop circles. That really surprises me. Right? I thought so too. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. How, have yep. we never, how has this never come up? But it, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, in, uh, next week. Do you have anything you want to plug, Tilly? Mm, just for everybody to... Protest if you feel you need to protest, and hopefully the police won't come down as hard on you as they have done in other places. Okay. Uh, Luke? I'm good this week. You can also go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen, or as Tillu says it. audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. From Norway, from the United States, of America and from the United Kingdom. Thank you for listening to us. This has been a two-year anniversary. And uh, here's for the two next years. Cheers, everybody, and good night, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. 